how cool is this? <laughs> I'm so excited. Just take a deep breath in. <laughs> smell that new car smell. Oh, I just love that, man. But don't worry, because uh, this week, I think the junior high gym classes start in here, so they'll fix that real quick. <laughs> this is a wonderful morning for us as a congregation. And uh, it's one of those hinge points in the life of the church. Uh, if you've been around the church for 10 or 15 years, you remember when we moved from the Roxy Theater uh, into the old gym, what a significant change that was for us. And every time we make a move like this, it brings a change. And uh, just good to just think for a second about what's going on and what God's doing. And the first thing is, like has already been said, how good God is to provide this space for us to have some room to be able to spread out and talk and it not be stepping on each other's toes is such a blessing. And so it's good that we would celebrate the building and celebrate what God has done this morning. And I just even want to start with praying. Lord, I thank you for this space. And Lord, for the times and the days that we have access to it, Lord, we dedicate our purposes for glorifying you in this place, Lord. We declare this is holy ground for you, Jesus a safe place spiritually to do business with you and to be touched by you and to encourage and touch each other, Lord. So we thank you for this. We dedicate our use of this space for you. And we say thank you for the amazing blessing this is, Lord. Amen. But like Mike said, this space does not define us. Uh, we are the church. This is not the church. I know we say we go to church. I get what we mean. Come to the corner of Jingle Pot and Holland Road. But we are the church. So when we show up in the morning, the church shows up. And when we go out the door, the church goes out the door. And this afternoon and this evening and when the alarm rings in the dark tomorrow morning, you are the church. But just to remind us, this doesn't change anything about that. It doesn't affect our identity. We're nothing more special than just part of the body of Christ in town. We're no different than any other local church in town in the sense that we're just reaching out to God or reaching out to our neighbors. We're part of the church in Nanaimo. So just, it doesn't define us. And it's great because there's almost 400 chairs in here. We could get another 400 for 800. We could do two services. That I'm not very good at math. That's a lot. Uh, but you know what? It's not about the size that matters. It's about the expanding kingdom of God. And although we're great for, grateful for the size this morning, God is expanding his kingdom, not only in our church, but in other churches in this city, and we're grateful for that. It's interesting that Mike started out with Joshua chapter 3 this morning. I was thinking about Joshua chapter 4, and I just want to read uh, a couple of verses at the beginning. This was a huge hinge point for the nation. They'd been in the wilderness, and they were moving into the promised land, but they had to get across the Jordan. And you know the story there, but some interesting instructions come out in 4.1. Uh, God says, when the nation had finished passing over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, take 12 men from the people, from each man a tribe, and command them, saying, take 12 stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the very place where the priest's feet stood firmly. And bring them over with you and lay them down in the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the twelve men from the people of Israel, who he appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each of you take up a stone on your shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the people of Israel. This may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, What do these stones mean to you? 
Then you should tell them the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off, so these stones shall be to the people of Israel a memorial forever. We want to do something a little bit different this morning and just thank God for some things that God has been doing in individual lives. As Mike mentioned, we've got about a half dozen people that are just going to share. And it's one of those things of looking back as we move forward into something very new here. It's just good to look back and be thankful. How many of you know that an attitude of gratitude is such a good thing for us to have as believers, just to be thankful for everything God brings into our life? And we just want to take a few minutes and just do that. So just imagine the stones coming out of the Jordan as we share individually. So first, Dina. Good morning. We have crossed over. This is pathetically, this is a crossing over. The old is gone. It's literally gone and we're in a new place. And God does amazing things. Um, in the past, he's done amazing things, and he's going to do things amazing in the future, and even today. Um, I just wanted to talk just a little bit. Um, first of all, I just want you to know that um, Oceanside has been a huge blessing to Mark and I over the years. Um, Mike and Debs are just amazing. They are, you know, loved us. When we came, we didn't understand a lot of things about loving. We just did a lot of doing, and we weren't um, able to be very real as people, and what Oceanside has taught me most of all is that I'm loved by God, and that I can be real, and that's hopefully today, that's where you're at, that if you don't know that, please know, God loves you so much, and just please be real, just please be real, so um, I just want to uh, just talk a second about um, verse 9, uh, Joshua 4 verse 9, so God did something just for Joshua. Um, he asked Joshua to set up 12 stones in the midst of the Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests were, just right there. Um, when the chaos was happening, like this little bit like this morning, I'm sure people were passing by, goats, there wasn't coffee. Joshua was just ready to listen to God, and he took 12 stones and he put them down in the middle of the Jordan. Now, nobody could probably see that after the water came back, but Joshua saw it and God saw it. And I just want to say that there's things that God does in your life that you need to be faithful for in the moment and just do them. And you know and you see them. Um, you've seen what God's done in your life. And then when you cross over, and sometimes it's very public what God does or, you know, that you can share. And those are the stones that they came and brought out of the Jordan and put on the other side. And we're kind of stones for each other because I see what God's done in your life and I'm so grateful that you can share that with me. And there's things that I've done, have happened in my life that you can see. So we're that for each other. And you know, we can carry on being that for each other. So thank you. This is Louise. The Lord has, has really blessed me in so many ways um, since I've come to Oceanside. And I just want to say that, um, that the Lord brought us, uh, my husband, Mike, and I here about 10 years ago. Uh, we'd been involved in another church in Nanaimo for about 30 years. And uh, after the pastor retired, there was all kinds of flack and stuff that happened, and some of it was aimed at us. So... 
um, it just seemed that the Lord was kind of lifting us out of that situation, and uh, um, we came here hurting a bit, but uh, my son Shane had suggested that we come to Oceanside, and uh, we thought, well, we're going to try every church in Nanaimo just to make sure that we um, find the one that's, you know, that's, that's suitable. But we came to Oceanside anyway first. And um, we both just felt such a presence of the Lord in this place that we didn't want to go anywhere else. And of course, having our family going here is a, is a bonus. I feel really thankful that Oceanside is so open to healing, um, spiritual, emotional, and physical. And uh, I experienced a physical healing at this church um, about eight years ago. Uh, I'd been going to a cardiologist, and he said that I needed a pacemaker, and they'd even scheduled surgery for me. And I said, well, I want the test done again. I want a second opinion. Um, somebody came to, in one of the evening services at Oceanside and was praying for people to be healed. And uh, he was go going up and down the aisles, and he came to my row, and he said, somebody here has heart problems. Um, if you want to be healed, step out. So I reluctantly stepped out, and um, he prayed for me, and I just um, started falling over backwards. And uh, Mark Manfredi ran up the aisle and caught me just before I hit the ground. And I was just kind of staring at the ceiling, wondering what happened. But um, I did go back to the doctor, and I had the test done again. And uh, uh, he said that, that everything was fine. And uh, I had to come for uh, every six months for a couple of years just to check me out. And finally he said, there's nothing wrong with your heart. So I'm really grateful for that healing. Also, I know that Oceanside is a very supportive community, um, especially when my husband passed, my husband Mike passed away about six years ago. Um, Oceanside was very supportive to me and, and my family. I also appreciate the ongoing prayer support that you get through Oceanside. Prayer is always available. And uh, I've become more comfortable in my own prayer life and praying for others because of it. I also appreciate the intergenerational aspect of the church. It's great to see all the kids and people of all ages. And I feel that there's a real sense of unity and community in this church. And uh, I also appreciate the opportunity to grow spiritually. There's uh, lots of good teaching in the messages and Bible studies, and I've attended most of those, and uh, home groups. And also, I, I really appreciate that the gifts of the Spirit are really active in this church. Um, I became a Christian in the 70s through the charismatic renewal, when uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit, tongues, prophecy, and all the gifts of the Spirit are active. So being in a church where the gifts of the Spirit are, are so alive just feels like coming home. And uh, finally, I just want to say that I really love the music and the worship. Um, it's great. I especially love the drums. I just love um, when I come into the service in the morning and hear the uh, uh, 
um, hear everybody practicing the music, and uh, I love to, to feel, feel the drums. So thank you very much. I feel privileged and blessed to be a part of Oceanside. BJ and Ruth, I know you're, there you are, I know you're here. Hello, um, I'm Ruth, and I've been coming to Oceanside, probably started in about the summer of 2001, so about 17 years ago. I uh, started to come with a friend, actually Kim Tarby, and uh, we were actually part of a youth group. We were actually in grade 12, but there was a really cool youth group, and that began my journey in coming to Oceanside. At the time, I was going to my parents' church and started coming here part-time, and I felt God impressing me. Um, you need to, you can't serve two leaderships. And uh, that was pretty much the first time I ever heard God tell me to make a decision, and I did, and I planted myself here at Oceanside and um, decided to make it my home, which was a really significant thing for me to leave my family who was involved in leadership in another church. And so when Mike approached us and said, share what Oceanside means to you, I started to think and go, yeah, like 17 years is a long time. What does Oceanside mean? What has it done for me? What's the significance of this church? Um, Oceanside to me is where I feel like I said yes to Jesus. I said, yes, I'm all in. I'm going to serve you, Lord. I'm going to get to know you. It's a place where I fell in love with Jesus fully. I knew about Jesus. I knew the stories, but I didn't know Jesus as my Savior, as my God, as my friend, and everything that that encompasses. Um, it's where I grew in relationship with him and finding my own identity in Christ and not my parents' identity in him. Um, it's where I grew in my confidence in worship. I've been singing since I was five. And Oceanside really was a place where I found freedom in my worship in God and being able to express that in my gifting he's given me. And so that's been amazing. That's been awesome. It's um, where physically I, I went through growth and expansion in finding my husband and having my children. Um, but as well, growing spiritually in God and, and just having revelation of him as the years went on. Um, in here, I've come to know, I found Oceanside almost to be an anchor for me in pointing me always up to Jesus in the ebbs and flows of life, um, marriage, being a mom, everything that that encompasses. Oceanside definitely to me is a picture of that, just an anchor of friendship, strong leadership, um, constantly pointing you upward in like, who do we serve? This great God. Um, Finally, it's friendships and community that happened for me that I'd never known, and it's only grown. It's only expanded. I mean, we sit here, and I go, whoa, look at all these people. You know, I was part of it when we were at the Roxy, and it wasn't even, like, half of this. So it's so amazing to see even God's growth and expansion in Oceanside. Um, we've heard this over and over, but to know Jesus and make him known is such 
a huge thing that I think Oceanside stands for. Not in this building alone, but to go out and to like have Christ and Jesus living through you and to make him known in the community. Oceanside's been huge in that in our yearly annual thing at the park and, and all that. So yeah, privileged, excited for this next season. Hey guys. Whoa, wow. That's hot. You talk quiet. I'm basically the reason these tissue boxes are up here, in case you're, in case you're wondering. That's been my contribution to Oceanside. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I joined Oceanside in 2004, I think, because we got married in 04, so it must have been 04. Things happen quick, yeah, at the end of 03. So I've been here since 2003. Uh, I was 22 years old when I joined Oceanside. I'm 36 now, just to give you the math. Um, Ruth kind of laid out a whole list of things. I was just thinking about, I guess, for myself, what I've experienced in coming here. And I think that when I first came, uh, I've been involved in worship since I was 12. And when I came here, I was 22. So it had been 10 years, and I thought I was a pretty big deal at 22 years old. Um, I, you know, I, I thought that in my gifting, you know, I was just a champion. And that's where I was at. And when I came here, um, <laughs> Mike didn't plug me in. And uh, he basically told me, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm here, I'm ready to go. And, but he knew that my motives were all wrong. And he, knew, and he knew that my identity was in what I did. And so we preach a lot, you know, about the, the importance of who you are over what you do in this church and, and what God has for you. And I just wanted to kind of express that, I, I, that that's a true thing here, that I came in, and I'm telling you guys, there was, in the beginning, there was three of us who did worship every Sunday. Every Sunday, there wasn't a team of like 35 people on the, on the worship team to draw from. It was very humble beginnings. And, and I came in, this guy who had been leading worship at another church in town, and, and I, they knew who I was, and they didn't plug me in, even though they needed me in my mind. And uh, so th there was just gathering, healing, training. I needed healing, and I didn't even know I needed healing. Um, so for me, it was just so cool to see that walked out, looking back, um, looking back, you know, now gathering healing, training, gone through years of training, and, I, and I've been in this church for, what, 14 years, and I've only in the last year or two or three have I been sent, you know, so it's not, it, for some people it happens really quick, and for some people who are stubborn and proud and have pride in their life, it takes a while, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's cool, and not that I've arrived, not that ending it's Sending is a arrival because they're still gathering, and I promise you there's still healing and copious amounts of training going on in my life. Um, but to look back and just see that progress walked out is, is really cool. And uh, so if you just come in and joined Oceanside or you've been here for a while, I think I, I, it's a safe place, and uh, you will not be exploited because I could have easily been exploited. Uh, but God knit our hearts, um, me and Mike and... They've been family to me. They've been parents to me. And it's just been a privilege to be here. So, yeah, just excited for what God has for every person in this room. I think every person in this room has a gifting. And some of our giftings have more profile than others. But God wants to use every person in this room. And, and I think that we can trust that the leadership wants to pull that out of every one of you guys to impact uh, your spheres and your city and, and just what, yeah, what God has you for. So, and I met my wife here. Better say that, or I'm going to be in trouble.
Wes Holmes. The letdown. The beautiful letdown. Thanks, Paul. How's everyone doing? It's amazing. Woo. Uh, it's amazing when you when you sit and you hear all these stories. Hey, you're sitting there and it's in one way you go, oh, okay, okay. We're talking about 15 years ago. We're talking about 20 years ago. We're talking about 10 years ago. But it's amazing when you can look around and see the faces that are in this place. Because when I'm looking out, you all look older than when I first arrived. <laughs> and if there was a mirror here, I'd have to say the same thing. But what's amazing is I knew some of you before you hit puberty, and now I know you with kids. It's wild. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is I'm getting old. But um, I became a part of Oceanside uh, in 2009, and when I arrived here, I was a very, very broken man. And I remember arriving and knowing really just two things is... One, I didn't want to be involved in small business, family business, and two, I didn't want to be involved in local church. If any of you know me, I'm involved heavily in both of those things now, <laughs> and shockingly happy. But um, <clears throat> I think what was remarkable for me is arriving here in Nanaimo and hoping that I would lay low and, you know, like disappear and, and do my own thing for a while, and, and pulling up to Mike and Deborah's house and seeing a fifth-wheel trailer parked on the front lawn. And realizing, actually, that this couple that had started this church was not too big for me. They weren't too happening that they couldn't take a guy in. And so a family, another family in the church had parked their fifth-wheel trailer. Another family in the church had helped me find a job. You know, that Mike and Debs had put me up at their place. So it was this remarkable thing of experiencing what it was to be embraced into a new family. And if you've ever been there, you have nothing to give. When you're in a place that you know that you're broken, you really have nothing to give. And what I found remarkable was that they would actually take me in when I had nothing to give. Didn't ask me of anything, didn't demand anything of me, and I just had to in enjoy the process and sit in the process and feel unhelpful in the process. And... I was thinking about this because there's this passage in 1 Corinthians. It says this in, in 1 Corinthians 4. Paul's writing to the Corinthian church. He says, I'm not writing all this as a neighborhood scold just to make you feel rotten. I'm writing as a father to you, my children. I love you and want you to grow up well, not spoiled. There are a lot of people around who can't wait to tell you what you've done wrong, but there aren't many fathers willing to take the time and effort to help you grow up. I think it's easy for us to settle into a space in our minds after hearing these stories and looking at Oceanside almost as a brand. And like, Oceanside is this, and this is what Oceanside has meant to me, and this is this and this. But honestly, Oceanside is actually, we're a family. And the journey for me is that, and, and you is this, is that God has put giftings and callings and all these things inside of each and every one of us. But how we become what we were designed to be is not by growing in those things as much as it is growing from being a son and a daughter to becoming a father and a mother. And what's amazing to me is that God has found this place worthy of growth. 
Have you looked around and thought about that? God has found this place worthy of growth. And I think the privilege for me, looking at the journey, my journey and how I came in, is that actually when I came here broken, what God was trying to sort through in my life was that God was trying to teach me about sonship. And God entrusted Mike and Debs with my life. And you're here. And I remember being in this trailer every Sunday morning and hiding away and then knock on the door. Mike, Mikey, you coming to, you coming to the service this morning? And I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> you know, and it's funny and cliche. But, I, but I'll tell you what's very real is that knock slowly became God's knock on my heart. And I think the encouragement here for me is that I haven't still succeeded in a lot of ways of becoming a father in the house. But this is a place for sons and daughters to become mothers and fathers. And that's the encouragement for all of us, is that, like, Mike took the time with me, Mark's taken the time with me, Russ has taken the time with me, so many guys have taken the time with me, and for you, I've taken time with some of you and others not. But I want to just throw this small thing out. Are you ready for this? If you have ever prayed for me, if you have ever encouraged me, if you ever have, have ever helped me, I just want you to stand for a second. Go for it. It's not like a, go for it. Be bold. If you're like, ah, I don't, this is rude. But if you ever prayed for me, helped me, stood with me, had relationship with me, just stand. And I want you to look around. This is Oceanside, isn't it? This is Oceanside. Because in a sense, even if I fail in life, how can we fail when we have God on our side and when we have a community around us? And my encouragement is this, is that we have an opportunity to view Oceanside as a brand. We have an opportunity to look at it as corporate. But actually, this is a family. This is a tribe. And what we get out of it is how much we commit to it. And ultimately, it's all about giving Christ glory, giving the kingdom glory, stepping into that thing. And we can choose how much of our life is invested in what we're doing. So I want to encourage each and every one of us that we have a history. We have a beautiful history. Madge said it this morning, is that we can look back on the faithfulness of God in the past, and it gives us faith for the future. God has been faithful in my life. And God has brought parents in my life. You know, in 2012, when I had no money and all these kind of things, like I had been here for a few years, and you would have thought, maybe like now is the time where I can really give back to the community. And yet, I was still in a place where I couldn't give back to my community. But God wants to take us through that and bring us into a place where we can give back into our communities. If you're in a place of gathering and healing, he wants to train you and he wants to send you. And what's amazing is that what Oceanside means to me is a lot of faces that are no longer here. Faces that have gone off on God adventures, faces that have taken over churches, faces that have moved to other remote parts of the world to seek the kingdom and take the kingdom further. But actually, what this is, is just a house where we gather, heal, train, and send people. And we can invest as much as we want to invest. Amen? Amen. Just going to ask the worship team if you guys would come join us. So the worship team can come up. We're going to go out with some worship. You know what I love about everything we're hearing this morning is, you know, there's power in testimony, isn't there? 
And you know, it's amazing to hear what God has done for these individuals, but it's actually the testimony of Jesus. And it's what he's done in the imprint of people's lives and hearts. And you know, the word testimony actually means do it again. So the more we hear the testimony of what God's done in your life, the more it builds faith in us as a family for God to come and do it again. And that's his heart, friends. So I just feel to encourage you this morning, if you're here and you're hearing these testimony and maybe you're sitting going, well, I wish that that was my story or I really want a story like that or man, I've been here for a while and it just hasn't worked out like that. I just want to encourage you, put your faith out. Let's trust God because God wants to do it again. He wants to see you integrated into family and walk into everything that he has for you. And how God does that, how God will fulfill the purposes that he has in your life is in the context of family. It's going to be in the context of community. So why don't we stand? We're going to worship Jesus. We're going to exalt him and go out with a song of praise because this is all about him, friends. Yes, we have testimony of what God's done in our lives, but really it's the testimony of Jesus and he's just written it on our hearts. Amen? Let's worship him.